Hello and welcome to another episode of No Bullshit Fitness. Um, I wanted to talk about goal setting and specifically New Year's resolutions um, in this episode. Um, I've spoken about goal setting before in relation to like the goals that you set, are they actually helping you to get to where you want to be? Um, and then we broke it down into like what's the difference between a fat loss goal or a hypertrophy goal. Um, and that was in episode one. So, you know, you can go back and listen to that. But like I said, specifically, I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. Um, I think I saw a statistic. It was something like 85% or something very, very high um, that suggests that, you know, if you're to set a New Year's resolution, you're probably not going to achieve that, um, which the majority of people would then be like, well, what's the point? Because I'm probably going to be within that 85%. Um, and you would be right, you know, the statistics would argue that you would. Um, but I wanted to kind of maybe go over some of the reasons why you might be within that 85% and why possibly the New Year's resolutions that you set yourself, you are failing with, but there are some things you can do to hopefully make you more likely to achieve those goals. Um, so I wanted to start firstly with the goal that you set yourself. Are you like me when I write my to-do list for the day? I put far too many things on that list that it's just not achievable in the first instance because I'm, I'm already overloading myself and giving myself too much to do. So that's the first thing. I saw a really good, this is me going back to something else I saw on social media, um, and it was like, write out eight things you want to achieve this year and then of those eight things, what's the thing that you most want to achieve? And that is going to be your New Year's resolution. So that might be a useful thing for you to try. You know, write a list out of, of all the things you'd like to do this year. Um, if it's anything like me, maybe it's just that you, the fact that you want to use your passport before you have to actually buy another one. Because um, <laughs> I don't think I have actually managed to use my passport since I got it renewed the other year. Uh, which is mad. Um, so yeah, that might be something. It could be something fitness-based. It could be something career-wise, um, lifestyle changes. Like, you know, the world is your oyster when it comes to New Year's resolutions. But I think the main thing is let's really hone in on just one thing. And when you do that, what you're then going to do is you're going to get creative with me. You're going to get a bit of paper, especially if you're one of these people that loves to like write things down and make lists or diagrams or, you know, if a Excel spreadsheet is your thing, like I'm thinking of a couple of people specifically, um, you will know who you are. Get that spreadsheet open because now you're going to plan and you're going to get a bit more specific. So whatever your goal is, you need to be specific with that goal. It's not enough to say, this is the year I'm going to lose weight. This is the year that I'm going to run a half marathon. We need to be a little bit more specific with our details. How much weight are you planning to lose? Are you planning to do the half marathon in the first half of the year or the second half of the year? Are you looking to just run that half marathon or are you looking to actually achieve like a specific time? So let's get really specific with the details, like to the level of you're planning your wedding or you're planning like a big birthday celebration. Like let's get all those fine details in there so that 
you are less likely to have excuses or reasons why you didn't achieve it. Because if you kind of consider all of the factors, then you are thinking about those factors. Whereas if you just say, this is the year I'm going to lose weight, if you lose weight, then great. But if you don't, you'll say, oh, well, you know, I'll try again next year. Whereas if you are giving yourself almost like parameters to stick to, then those are your non-negotiables. Those are the things that are going to keep you more in line with what you're trying to achieve. They're going to keep you accountable, okay, if we want to use kind of goal-setting terminology. The next thing you're going to think about is, is it realistic for you, you know? So a half marathon is potentially something that is completely wildly unrealistic for some of you maybe because you just don't run in the first place so why would you start with a half marathon let's go for a 5k or even a 10k to start with or it might just be that you know well that's just not a goal for you yes there are people on your social media that are running half marathons and you can see that it's inspiring but it's not something that you want to do in the same way that I had the most wonderful epiphany yesterday when I was out walking kilo Um, So I put a lot of pressure on myself to train because I heard back when I first started um, as a PT, someone that I really looked up to in the industry said, you are your own business card. And I thought, fuck me, I have to look a certain way in order to be kind of representing what I do. If I don't look a certain way that reflects the service I'm providing, then people are not going to come to me. Um, so first and foremost, how I look is is the most important thing. You know, you can see all the little red flags appearing as I say all of those sentences. Um, and now I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh yes, yeah, so I had an epiphany. And it was like, for the last however long I've been training in a certain way that aesthetics are important to me which is not an issue like I will say to you guys like if you have a certain aesthetic goal there is absolutely no shame in wanting to change the way you look however let's you know change the focus a little bit and through my last sort of maybe mm, a year to six months of training I've kind of lost the love for just training going into the gym and being like I don't actually want to do that session today I want to just sweat and like feel like I'm going to throw up or something like that because like just a small kind of side note those are my favorite kind of sessions and I don't know why and it's a little bit sadistic but that is where I feel like my best like if I'm doing a session like that and I finish it and then I'm just like that was the best session ever I can't do many of them in a week like I would never do like four or five of those sessions in a week consecutively Whereas the weightlifting sessions that I'm currently doing at the minute, I can plug along at them. I can do four or five of those in a week and I feel good. I can get refreshed and recovered for my next week of training. But they don't bring like complete joy to my heart, which is a ridiculous thing to say. But for anyone that is understanding of how you can like absolutely fall in love with the process of going to the gym and exercising, I think like you'll understand what I mean like lifting weights I love it because it makes me feel strong it makes me feel empowered 
But sometimes I want to just feel sick and sometimes I just want to be so, so tired after a session that I physically can't speak to people. Um, So my New Year's resolution of sorts is to fall back in love with training this year. And I'm going to do that by doing three lifting sessions per week and then I'm just going to leave the rest of the week to do as many kind of sweaty sickness inducing sessions as I want to do I'm probably going to just leave it at one or two for now um, because I don't want to completely overload myself with training something else I'm probably guilty of doing Um, once I love something I want to do it all the time Um, but yeah I've decided like that's what I would like to do so hopefully just through my chit chat for the last couple of minutes um, you've been inspired to think about something that is you know, aspirational to you? What do you want to try and achieve this year? Um, So we've got the specifics of it. We've got, is it realistic for you at the minute? Um, Let's also think about like a time frame. So when do you want to achieve this by? And and a reason that is, blah, 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 blah. A reason that time frames are so important is because again, it's like if you don't include enough like, um, factors or things to consider, things to keep you accountable, like a time frame, then when you don't achieve that goal, or should I say if you don't achieve that goal, let's not be completely pessimistic. If you don't achieve that goal, then, you know, you have so many reasons why you can say it didn't work out. Whereas if you give yourself a time frame, it's almost like that added like pressure of this is happening then, or this has to happen by then. And it allows you to plan, especially if you're a planner. So if you're this person with your spreadsheet right now, you can almost like map out the days between now and when you're trying to achieve your goal. Um, And that allows you to just be very specific with the details and almost like the smaller milestones, the small goals that you're going to set between the bigger goals to allow you to stay a little bit more accountable. So if that big goal is to lose body fat, for example. You could have a small term goal for the first six weeks that is just gonna be about getting back into the gym on a regular basis, getting your steps in, and that's what you focus on for six weeks. After six weeks, that's probably gonna be pretty habitual to you. So then for the next six weeks, you can hone in on something else that's going to help you to facilitate that goal. For example, are you hitting your calorie target every single day? Are you making sure that the quality of the foods that you're eating are in line with the goal you're trying to achieve? Or are you calorie banking every weekend, every week, sorry, but then you get to the weekend, you throw the calorie banking out the window and just have a fuck it moment and eat whatever you want. Monday comes around and you think, right, back on that train again with my calorie goal and it becomes this endless cycle. So there's lots of things you can always be doing And like I said, if you split it up into sort of one big goal with your end date and then have like interim smaller goals, it's going to make it feel a little bit more achievable. Hopefully this is some food for thought. Um, If this is something that you would like to implement into the new year, drop me a message after you've listened to this. Um, Obviously, 
with our weekly check-ins or fortnightly check-ins, depending on which plan you're on at the minute, this is something that we can definitely, definitely factor in. So yeah, if there's something specific that you would like to work on into the new year once you've had a think about it, um, that we're maybe not already considering, drop me a little message with your next check-in. We can get all that factored in and kind of plan it out to the T. Um, and yeah, let's smash 2022. Um, I've not decided when I'm going to release this. I'm probably going to release this like in a day or so um, so that you get it before the new year so that you're not kind of caving into the hype of new year's resolutions um, and making up shit plans that are not going to help you get anywhere. Um, But yeah, when you do, just drop me a message like I've said and uh, have a great new year when it comes and I will speak to you soon.